This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. going on America? I am Graham Allen and welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. We have a special guest, Ross Patterson joins us from the Drinking Bros podcast. We have a fantastic time today talking about woke parents, whether or not you should spank your children. We talk about whether or not the NFL draft was racist and if Jesus owned an AR-15. We hope you enjoy this, so sit back, relax, and welcome to the Dear America Podcast. Hey! Hey! What's going on? Jake, that was the most unenthused hey I have ever heard you say. <laughs> hey! hey! There, there it is. Go. Pick it up, Jake. Pick yeah, up yeah. Your, your tone. We'll Ladies and gentlemen, post. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. If you have listened for a while, you will notice that we are missing some uh, some falsetta, some tenor in the uh, in the tone here. Uh, Alyssa is not here today. She decided that it would be a better thing to go learn to be a chaplain for first responders uh, with her selfishness. So, uh, tisk. But we decided to put someone that rivals even her beauty on the podcast today. <laughs> uh, many of you that are Drinking Bros fans will recognize his voice already. But for those of you who don't, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ross Patterson is here today. Ross, what's up, man? Thank you. Thank you. How are you guys? I'm f***ing right as rain today. <laughs> Right out of the box, I was like, you "Look, I'm not going to swear. That'll you, be my only one. That'll be my only swear word." Just so you guys know, you just heard the beep before the before we started filming. We told Ross, we said, "Hey, we know that on Drinking Bros, you do a certain way, but we don't cuss on this one." And Ross said, and I quote, first sentence. Oh, don't worry, guys. I, I don't have to swear at all. It's no big deal." He made it twenty seconds. Twenty seconds in the podcast. That's awesome. Well, well, can I? Hey, can I defend myself real go, quick? Go for it, buddy. Go for all right, it. All right. So we've been working on this book for over three years now. This is Matt Best's book. It's called "Thank You for My Service." Oh yeah, the pre-sales just came out today. Yes. Wait. No, not only today, but but no lie, um, less than f- four minutes ago. So I, yep. I just saw the finished cover for the first time. I just saw our names on the book for the first time. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty excited. This was a three-year process, 17 months it sat with the Department of Defense. What? Man. Why? 17 months. Just because, uh, yeah, what, what do you do? You talk about, like, like missions or something like that? Is that, is that what Yeah, so, you know, uh, Matt also did some, some contracting work, so it had to clear the DOD and it had to clear the CIA. The CIA was fast. I, I think that was maybe 30 to 45 days. Really? The Department of Defense does not work that fast at all. No, <laughs> ever. Ever. And ev- every story that you guys have told me about what a nightmare <laughs> the, the military is to deal with. No. Um, as far as like, you know, the VA and trying to get contracts and things passed and all that stuff. Healthcare. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make no go. mistake. If you're just trying to write a book about what you did in the military, it's the same weight and they, the, the same weight and they treat you the exact same way. So, so for 17 months, it sat there and then we finally got a go ahead. Um, we actually sold this book in 2016. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I, I, I started writing it uh, with Matt in May of, of 2016, and, and now it's May of 2019. And, wow. and less than five minutes ago, the presale just came out on Amazon. That's the first time I'd seen the cover. So That's they didn't crazy. have you take anything out after looking at it for all that time? You know what was weird? The, the things that they asked to take out were really <sighs> childish. Uh, like yeah. it like normally the, is <laughs> the, like describe there was the CIA. The word CIA had to go out. You could only say really? like the agency in it. Wow. 
well, uh, the, other, the other things are like Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> the phrase Inspector Gadget had to be removed, and so did uh, 007. Wow. We were like making a joke about James Bond. And the hard thing about this is the, the, the pitch of this book to all the publishers was, look, this is Deadpool meets the military. So mm-hmm. you're going to get crazy stories but with really really dark edgy humor attached to it so the book you know we're not exposing like you know the raid on bin laden or anything uh we're 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 just kind of talking about you know basic stuff that that matt went through there yeah and and they had a hard time with deciding what was real and what wasn't real and like we had said look we use fake names for some of these people and they still were like well no that's too close to somebody else's code name. And you're like, <laughs> Give me a break. Well, yeah. we're excited for Matt, man. Well, you know, I'm always been a huge fan of Matt before we were friends. Uh, you know, congratulations. If you uh, what's the name of the book again, Ross? The, the book is called Thank You for My Service. <laughs> and, go uh, it's go a, get literally, the Literally, no lie. It just went live on Amazon five minutes ago. So yeah, yeah. So you can go pre-order it now. And for those yeah. who are not in the publishing world, pre-orders are the biggest things that, that uh, will propel your book towards the bestseller list. So all Correct. of those pre-sales count towards opening week. Yeah. And that's and how you become It's all one. about getting on the, uh, the, the bestseller list, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if, even if you're just there for like a couple hours, it's all about just getting on there, getting on there and add it to it. And if anybody deserves it, Matt best is that mm-hmm. now uh, let's move on a little bit, Ross. Uh, obviously you uh, have had an amazing career in Hollywood. And now of course, with the, gigantic success that is drinking bros uh but really quick just to introduce the audience to you if they do happen to have been living under a rock and they haven't heard about drinking bros uh drinking bros is one of my favorite podcasts Uh, i love the idea behind it nobody should have to drink alone you know it's kind of this group of guys or girls hanging out uh and and having a good time it's hilarious yeah a lot of people don't know this ross and i don't know if i told you this uh, some of the inspiration for how I do this show was actually because of Drinking Bros and how you guys do it. Mm-hmm. I love the way that you guys, it's always you. I mean, you're always there. Uh, Dan is there a lot. Evan hops yep. in, Jared, Matt, and all this stuff. But there's always multiple people on the show. And, and, and there was just something about that format that I fell in love with. That's why I listen to it all the time. And that's really what I wanted to bring here to Dear America. Just have a good time, man. Let's uh, let's hang, hang out. out and, you know, don't feel alone when you're walking in the airport or you're driving to work to a job you may love or hate. Uh, hang out with us and, and, and enjoy yourself. So, yeah, thank you for the inspiration, man. You, yeah. you really inspire me and everybody else with what you guys do. Man, I greatly appreciate it. You know, we've we've put a lot of time into this podcast over the years, and we've been on for about four and a half years now. We do a bunch of live shows. We have a, a cruise, a Drinking Bros cruise on Carnival nice. um, this, this September. Which, wow. I, look, if, if well, you we're not there been, yet, <laughs> no, but look, if you haven't been tested and you've already bought tickets, um, go, like, I think there's like 50 seats left on this thing, but if wow. you haven't been tested yet, uh, you might as well forget it until after the cruise is over. <laughs> it's going to be that crazy, but you know, we really try to go out and Dan and I did this in the fall where, you know, we, we went out every two weeks across the nation with the sports show and tried to meet everybody face to face and, and thank them. Um, right. so we, sh- we showed up at their tailgates and, and went live uh, with them and their friends. And uh, we're truly grateful for the success that the show has had for all of our listeners. And, and that was the whole point of it was, you know, to show that, hey, you don't have to drink alone. We're always here. And if you, you might not get a chance to reach out to somebody to, to share what their your problem is or what you're going through, but you can always switch us on and listen to us. And hopefully you, you feel that sense of comfort like you can hang out and uh and not end it all, you know, because right. that's th- that was the theme of why Jared Taylor, uh, you know, started drinking bros. The group on Facebook, too, was, you know, the, the veteran suicide rate. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, it's an amazing thing. And, and, and I love everything about it. Uh, you guys were awesome to me. Uh, when I had been doing it for a little while, but you guys really kind of took me under your wing and, and, you know, hung out with me and, and gave me some friends before Jake came along. Of course I've got Jake now. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I love everything about it. Uh, it was huge inspiration for this show and why we do things the way we do it. 
But enough of that emotional frou-frou stuff. We all love each other. Uh, let's let's hop into some things that uh, are going on. So I'm going to try to open up my phone here, and we'd like to keep it real with you guys. So I'm uh, my phone's trying to be dumb and not recognize my face with the microphone in front of it. So uh, let's talk about some things that are going on. So let's just open this podcast up with weird post I've seen of the day. And I would love to get some people's reactions. Ross, remember, we're going to keep it PG-13 for your response for this. <laughs> of course. But, uh, but I want, I, <laughs> I want uh, to say, this is real stuff. So these are real people that are posting things on the internet. This appears to be an adult. Uh, and I say that by her age. Obviously not how she lives her life. Um, but these people have cars. They're voting. <laughs> um, so it is a picture of a woman. Jake, I'm going to show you. All right. Okay, it's pretty bad. I don't know if Ross can see if I put it through uh, the Skype camera here. Do you kind of see what we're looking at right here, Ross? (laughs) This kind of person. (laughs) <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. Uh, te- technology is just not there yet. I, I look, I wish you were a hologram figure inside my studio right now, but uh, we're on a frozen Skype where I can ah. see I can see your mohawk and your your face down. It almost looks like uh like the end of a Bruce Springsteen video. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. So going back to this, now this lady uh is uh she appears to have clothes on, but she's doing an up angled shot where she's looking at the phone, kind of like she would look at the sun and her eyes are profusely red and they've blocked out the name of this person but she obviously posted this in a group forum called urine therapy all right this is a real thing there you go, <laughs> Ross, there you go. Ross's face just, just just lit up like a kid on christmas over this one <laughs> all right so here's what she posted this is real people in america now i've been doing urine drops in my eyes oh god and holding a glass of urine over my eyes for short durations throughout the day. My eyes are getting red and discharging large amounts of pus, wondering if anyone else went through this. Now I'm going to say overshare, first of all, on that. <laughs> no reason you should ever post that in a, in a million years. Much I, but we all, we all have friends therapy. like that. We all have friends on Facebook and social media who post the most disgusting pictures possible and they're like man what do you think this is <laughs> yeah, she read the wrong huffington post hashtag article, dear oh. america let us know what you think is urine therapy a thing is that something that one there should be groups on facebook for i mean is there enough people in the world that practice urine therapy that we need to formulate an entire group on Facebook about it and, and have discussions on whether or not anyone else is having some adverse reactions uh, to uh, urine therapy. Uh, Jake, your thoughts uh, on urine lady? I'm sure it has some uh, beneficial properties oh in my urine. God. Uh, <laughs> he's correct. He's correct in this. I've I got a know. story after you. I've, I, oh, I, gosh. I, I'm with you. I don't know about pouring it into your eyes, uh, but there might be something a scientist could get out of urine that could be beneficial. There's some I weird don't people in the world, man. Man, Sick how embarrassing. People. Just right. Google it, man. All right, Ross, what's this? What's this story? I can only prepare <laughs> I, myself for. I'm look, Graham. I'm one of you. I'm from the South. I know oh, I don't God. sound like it. It took years and years <laughs> to get rid of this accent so I could star in movies. <laughs> I had to get rid of the Southern accent, but I I grew up my entire life in Georgia. Um, I got my first earache in, I want to say kindergarten or first grade, went to the nurse and (laughs) no lie, my, and this was inside the school. She goes, now what you need to do is put a little warm urine in there. Just maybe like three or four (laughs) drops and lay on the side of your head and just let it soak in there. I went Uh, home and told my mom this story (laughs) and I said, look, uh, I got an earache. Um, and she goes, well, we should take you to the doctor. And I go, I don't think we need to. I was like, the school nurse just said I could just put four drops of my own urine in it. <laughs> she lost her mind. That's amazing. You know what yeah. that is? That is an old woman that has seen some stuff and lived to yeah. tell about it. That is some hardened I mean, individuals that we don't have anymore. What about like when you get stung by a jellyfish? They tell you to they pee, pee on, on it. it. Yeah. Right? yeah. And apparently it works. Well, I, okay. An athlete's foot. Isn't that something you Hashtag Dear America. Is urine therapy a thing? Uh, and is it popular enough that we should have our own groups about it? Uh, <laughs> hey, Graham, you're in yeah. the minority on this one for the I three of us. Nailed it. Nailed they it. know some things that we don't know, apparently. All right. 
moving on. So this was something that I made a video about over uh, our break. And what I mean by break, I was kind of out of the loop for about two weeks because we were traveling all over the place. We had NRA. We were trying to find a house and all this other kind of stuff. So this happened. I made one video about it. But other than that, I kind of let it fall through the radar. And this is going to be an open discussion for you, Ross, first, since you're the guest. And then Jake. And we're going to talk about this, okay? Sure. Charlize Theron has made some waves here in the past little bit of time where she came under fire (laughs) from me uh, and other people where basically she said that her seven-year-old son is really a girl. Now, uh, before you go about it, let me tell you the full story about this. So she has a son. Uh, The son looks at her at age three and says, "Uh, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. So Charlize Theron and her wisdom goes, you know what? Nobody knows better than you. I'm going to start raising you as a girl. Um, I uh, before I get on my kick, Ross. Let Let's just go to you first. First and foremost, Charlize Theron's seven year old child uh, is uh, not a boy. Uh, he's a she. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Uh, well, boy, I, I could really back up the truck on this one and and un- <laughs> unload. Uh, f- first of all, at at the age of three. All of us men have seen something out in stores when we were little boys and said, oh, man, I'd like a, a pair of ballet shoes or I'd like to play with a Barbie because mm. another kid had a Barbie, things or like that. Or played with your mom's high heels in the closet and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah, you bet. Um, you know, <laughs> you start off as a Bruce and you want to be a Caitlin for, for a day. You know, you're three years <laughs> exactly. old. Exactly. You don't exactly. know any better. No big deal. Right. Your parents right. dismiss it. You move on about your life. Now you're seven. You're seven years old. Charlize Theron's your mom and it's like some of that stuff still carries over in in no way shape or form should a seven-year-old be able to determine that they are transgender and they 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 want to become the other gender one day right for Mm -hmm. me personally uh, you know first of all it's it's celebrities uh second of all there's 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 no secret why Charlize Theron has been single all this time (laughs) yeah see how blindingly hot she is if she wasn't insane she'd have been married 30 years ago I don't know what's going on on there but but in a serious um tone here I I would really like to say this that there should be a law passed for Mm -hmm. an age of of which you can determine the child themselves you know 18 years old hey right I think I was born a different gender and i'd like to try to get you know gender reassignment surgery but i don't think mentally you're there until 18 years of age do you right no no, no. jake what, what what do you think uh you remember that story of that that lady who she let her kid walk to the park and uh she was arrested for it you remember that oh yeah her yeah. kid walked, no, no, neglect yeah. walked a couple yeah, blocks like and it was it was dangerous to the child uh there should be some kind of child abuse uh you know, you're damaging the child's brain and setting him up or her up for failure and yeah. to to have confusion about the some of the most basic things in life. And if you can get arrested for letting your kid walk to the park, I think there should be some kind of consequence for, especially if you start using hormone therapy and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, that's just child abuse. There in was my something opinion. similar when I lived in South Carolina. There was these uh, parents that got, uh, I don't know if they got arrested, but the cops definitely got called and they showed up at their house to ask them some questions. These two kids got dropped off by the bus at their house. Parents didn't get home till like five o'clock. Uh, the door was locked and it was summertime. But they were at their house. There was a water hose and everything outside and all this other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, the neighbor called the cops on uh, on the parents, basically neglect and all that stuff. Well, you're leaving your kid out in the thing. So I'm going to say this. Uh, it is absolutely ridiculous to even remotely listen to a three-year-old or a seven-year-old or a 10-year-old, even for that point, about what gender they want to be. Now, we can go the religious thing all we want. Religiously, everybody knows where I stand on this. All right, look, mm-hmm. do, I, do, do I agree with it? No, I don't. But at the same time, you know what? You want to live your life and do what you do, go about it. I'm not going to come at you, you know, aggressively or anything. But to think that a child can make these kind of decisions. You can't even get a tattoo without parental consent at 16, but mm-hmm. you're going to be able to decide what gender you're going to be at the age of three or seven. Yeah. Uh, you can decide what parent you want to live with at about 14. 
you can make that decision in a court of law, but you can't, but you're going to make an even bigger decision of an impact of what gender Mm -hmm. you think you are at the age of seven or below. That is absolute insanity. It makes no sense. We have people that want to be these woke parents instead of being real parents. Now, uh, Hey, you want a tattoo? Cool. When you're 18, you can go get as many tattoos as you want. Hey, you don't want to be a boy anymore. Cool. When you're 18, you can go be whatever you want to be if that's what you so choose to do. Uh, but let them be a kid. Let yeah. them be who they uh, who they are. <laughs> you yeah. know, I and, mean, the, the kid and, was born a boy. Let it. Let him be a boy. And kids have to get to a certain point of you know uh, social development by like four or five, or else they are set up for failure. And man, you are just setting that kid up for. A tough time in school. You know, he's going to be telling his friends, yeah, I'm, I'm a girl. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awful. Look, and if you want to get a tattoo, you know, it, it, what is it, 16 you said? or Yeah, or, parental consent with 16, yeah. 16, then then let let her kid get a tattoo of a vagina over, over his own penis then. You know there what I'm saying? Go. Because, I, like, at this point, you cannot let a child make that big of a decision. Let him get the tattoo of it first to see if he likes that. And then yeah, go, get go a back tattoo that says, I'm a girl. Let yeah. it sit there for three years, and then if three years later you still go, you know what? I agree with that tattoo. Then go be a girl. Yeah, and the doctor's got something to cut and paste over. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sh- like we should make <laughs> that. We should make that a t-shirt. We should make that a t-shirt. All right. So this next one, moving on. That there's a lot of things to talk about today in this episode. Uh, hashtag Dear America for this one. All right. So hashtag Dear America. Let us know if you agree that it's right or agree that it's wrong. So CNN reports my favorite Twitter account to follow. Because you just find just amazing Gold. things on CNN that's going on. <laughs> um, okay, so CNN reports. Uh, this is an opinion article, of course, but CNN verified page shared it. So I, of course, uh, look at it. Uh, and it reads just like this. The era of spanking is finally over. Thank God. Thank God. All these <laughs> child abusive parents disciplining. Ah, I can't even talk. Disciplining your kids. How dare you be real parents? Hashtag Dear America. Is spanking bad? Yes or no? Ross, what do you think about this? You were a Southern guy raised. Come what do you think? <laughs> what do you I, think I about this? I got it? my hide turned inside out, brother. Oh, um, my gosh. You, you, yeah. you name it. It started with a wooden spoon, moved up to a wiffle ball, bad <laughs> as I got older, and then a belt. Like, I don't want to judge, Ross, but I just, from knowing you, I have a feeling that you were at least a spank or two every day kind of kid growing <laughs> up. Everybody wonders why I stand up all the time in real life. That's me. That's it. I was so sore. used to not sitting down most of my childhood that oh, I'm always standing. Um, people people I, are I, look, put I, Ross's parents it's, it's, in prison now so it, many years later from hearing this podcast. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, it's one of those things, man, where it's uh, uh, like the, I call it the pussification of society. Yes. That's what this has become. And, you know, you start taking away things to discipline your child and again i I don't i don't have a problem with spanking i spank my own child you know i've got children as well um you know it's not in a malicious way uh it's not like i'm electrocuting them or anything so uh it's an effective teaching tool as a parent to you know reinforce the fact that hey as kids there's certain things you can't do in this life and these are the consequences. I say, look, I also agree with timeouts and, and, and all that other stuff. But, yeah. you know, as long as you're doing it in, in, a, in a loving way as a parent, trying to prepare your child for the world, I don't see the, the problem with it. Uh, what, what I think is going to happen when, with CNN and this stupid article they have, <laughs> I, I think they're trying to get it out into the media so much to discourage people from it that, right. you know, by coming out and saying, well, it's over. Much like the Trump collusion thing. Well, this is what happened, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about it for two years and try to right. convince people. No, you're not. Uh, parents are going to discipline their children the way they want to and the way that they see fit. Me, you, or CNN shouldn't be the ones to tell you the way to discipline your child because we're not right. living with them on a day-in, day-in-out basis. Right. Uh, Jake, I-, I would be curious to, to, to get your input on this. Uh, you are not a father yet. Nope. Uh, hopefully soon, yep. uh, you know, and all that stuff. But but I'm curious your perspective looking in as someone who doesn't have kids, but you see kids in society a lot, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, what are your feelings on this? Uh, yeah, I think it 
consistency is one thing. Like if you let your kid run around doing all this stuff and then you decide to spank him, you know, it's kind of like with a dog. You know, the dog's going to be confused. At why you just compare children to dogs, yep. Jake. It, I'm the podcast with. is shut down. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, there's a, kids can't rationalize, you know, like us adults. So that's just one of the only ways you can get it across. Right. That this is not allowed at all. Yeah. And I, it goes back to the Charlize Theron thing, like, yeah, the pussification of America. You can't hurt the kids, you know. Just let them grow up to to be people who put pee in their eyes, you know, if, if that's <laughs> yeah. what they want to do. Yeah, you know? so so I made a video talking about it, and, and you know, basically, I'm very pro-spanking kids, all right? Just, just I mean, <laughs> very I know, pro no, I, I'm serious, man. Look, especially with boys, all right? Yeah. You know, boys especially, dude, that, you know, there comes a time in 98% of boys' lives, and you two will know what I'm talking about when I get to it. Every boy eventually becomes a teenager and all this other kind of stuff, and every boy becomes that every every guy wants to be the alpha mm-hmm. right you know you have a dad and all this kind of stuff there's always a point where a teenage boy will step to a dad you know and, and oh, all yeah. this stuff right so i'm not condoning beating your kids right okay i'm not like and i'm not condoning per se that spanking should be the first thing you do all the time you got to let kids be kids kids are gonna make mistakes kids are dumb Dumb, 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 dumb. dumb. I got three kids, and let me tell you something. They are dumb. They do (laughs) things that they know they're not supposed to do, but my oldest is eight, right? So Mm -hmm. you let your kid make the first kid mistake, right? Uh, Don't touch that. If you touch that again, I'm going to tear you up. You know, it's as simple as that. And then sometimes I have kids that look at me straight in my face. They will stick their finger out while looking at me and touch with one finger the very thing that I told them not to touch. That is when you assassinate. And that is just, <laughs> and that's just the truth, man. You got to teach kids that there is order in life. There are rules you must follow. And if you don't follow the rules, there are consequences to it. You know yeah. what that prepares them for, guys? Not being put Th- in prison. That that prepares them for not going to jail and it also prepares them for something called a freaking job yes if you don't if you don't do what your boss tells you to do whether you agree with it or not guess what you ain't got a job anymore you don't got food you don't have food you can't eat you can't provide for your hopefully soon to be family Mm -hmm. i think that the reason that we have a bunch of just safe space needing tide pod eating just millennial just feelings matter words hurt yeah sissies disguised as adults running around is because of the fact parents want to be their kids friends Mm -hmm. yeah i i agree with you and it's like you know yes you can be friends with your children after they they leave the nest you know there you go there it it is right there it's before that it's tough man because you you've got to be be the disciplinary factor in their life and you got to show them you know the rights and wrongs of society does that mean you can't have fun with your children absolutely not i have a blast i have a blast with my kids all the time they're rad but if they step out of line i'm going to get involved and let them know hey that's the wrong path to take whatever you're doing you know whether it's hitting a kid on the playground or you know jumping off the roof of your house with a with a pillowcase thinking you could fly like i'm gonna let them know hey that's the that's the improper thing to do there chances are they realize it when they hit the ground but i'm gonna pick them up off the ground spank them and then say hey let's not try to fly off the house anymore Right. There, right. There's one thing in my house that is absolutely you do not pass go. You do not collect two hundred dollars. You don't get a redo. And that is disrespecting Alyssa in the house. Mm-hmm. I you know, and and I realize that, you know, that is a southern thing. Primarily, I understand that there is just something about, you know, uh, yeah, Alyssa is their mom. But at the end of the day, Alyssa is my wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what you're not going to do. Yeah, that's your mother you're talking to. But more specifically, you're talking to my wife. And if <laughs> I wouldn't right. let a grown man talk to my wife a certain way, then I for dang sure ain't going to let my children yeah. talk to her a certain way. And that's the only thing that's just that's automatic. You're getting tore up. Yeah. Period. You disrespect yeah. your mom. It is over with. Uh, okay. Ross. This one is, I I picked this specifically for you because I knew that you were coming on today. And one of my favorite things that Drinking Bros does is you do, uh, you know, like you said, you go to college campuses or or professional games and you do your your podcast from there. 
So the NFL draft happened not too long ago. Um, and Kyler Murray, most people knew that he was going to go first overall in the in first round. Uh, he gets selected. But then Nick Bosa gets number two to the 49ers. Now, this is what I want to talk to you about, Ross, and we'll get your opinion first, and then Jake will go to you. All right. Um, Time Magazine reported this. This is how they reported it. All right. It says, Kyler Murray, a black man, was the number one NFL draft pick. Trump congratulated the number two pick instead. Now, the way that they have made that sound is that Trump is a racist and he hates black people, and that's why uh, he wouldn't. Uh, that's why he wouldn't congratulate, 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 congratulate <laughs> Kyler Murray. But what they failed to say is that Nick Bosa has been an adamant Trump supporter who weeks ago before the draft even happened said, I had to delete tweets because I'm afraid I'm going to go to San Francisco Mm -hmm. and they're going to hate me over there because I'm a Trump supporter. And he was proved right. The second he was drafted, tweets and threats and everything came across. He's a white nationalist. He's a Klansman. He, you know, all this stuff. That's why Trump congratulated this young man because this young man, because of his beliefs, et cetera, et cetera, did what he did. Ross, your thoughts, man. I mean, I mean, what's going on? I got a lot of them here because, you know, first of all, Nick Bosa uh, went to my alma mater. He went to the Ohio State University. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I look, I, I've followed him. I was on the sidelines for a couple of the games this year. Like you said, for Drinking Bros Sports, um, we get field access. We get to go on the field. Um and you get to you get to learn a lot about the players and you get to learn a lot more about the game and more importantly like the the, the business dealings with it so right. with that with with Nick Bosa it was widely assumed since week 1 week 2 of 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 the college football season that more than likely he would be the number 1 pick in the draft right uh even after his injury week 3 against TCU um, in which we were on the field for that. And he said, I'm done for the year. I, I, there's no way I'm going to be able to come back from this injury. I knew he was out for the year, and I just assumed that he would be the number one pick in the, in the draft. Well, the Arizona right. Cardinals ended up with a, the very first pick in the draft. They hired a new coach named Cliff Kingsbury, a young guy. Um, he was at Texas Tech. He's actually recruited Kyler Murray for eight years. He takes right. over as, as coach. They, go, they end up going by... Every miracle needed to happen for Kyler Murray to go number one, and it did. Um, yeah, with the Cliff, exactly. Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury situation, he ended up going number one. Now, the draft board is set. San Francisco is at number two. Nick Bosa, until that, that draft number came out and which team that was, he probably would have left it that it was Trump. Um, but because yeah. San Francisco is such a liberal city, his mm-hmm. publicist and his team of people went in and said, look, man, we think you should go back in and delete all of these tweets. We know that people have screenshotted them already, and this is going to come up. You're going to have to release a statement because of the city that you're going to saying, I realize that some of my comments in the past might be viewed as offensive because he also called Colin Kaepernick a clown for what he was you know, doing, kneeling. He uh, is. He is a clown. Let's just go ahead and say that same. right now. Yeah, Same. Yeah, uh, but he played for the clown. San Francisco 49ers. Right. Uh, that, that San Francisco's also got that ninth court of appeals, which is you know where all of these Trump uh, laws go to die, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's there, right. and then and they have to go, go to the Supreme, Supreme court. court. Yeah. Yep. Nick Bosa had no choice but to do this. Because of the scrutiny he took in the media, right? that's why Donald Trump came out and congratulated him. It had nothing to do with race. Zero yeah. to do with race. But that's not a good enough story for the media. The media yeah. needs something more than that. And they need a black and white story. And in particular, this one, in order to sell. Because truthfully, we knew about two or three weeks ago, this is probably how the draft was going to shake out. So right. if you don't have this tweet from Trump, this story isn't really that big of a deal. Uh, Nick right. Bosa gets drafted right. by the 49ers. He ends up going in there on his first day, his first press conference in a 49ers uniform saying, hey, guys, I want to say that I'm contr- contrite about the tweets that I made in the past. I hope you understand that I was young and I've moved on and I'm a better person and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, his publicist made him say that. He Makes he my blood boil, man. Yeah. Makes my mine blood too, boil. Man. So when I, when I heard all of this and I, and I saw this happening, in real time, I knew this was going to happen. Uh, the, the feedback, 
you know, from, from the media was exactly like, like I predicted uh, on my show. And then, you know, the, the very first person I saw was good old Jameel Hill saying, I'm, I'm disappointed in my 49ers with, you know, Ugh. some crappy sitcom emoji. And she was Ugh. one of the most politically outspoken persons or people on SportsCenter, uh, a job which she now no longer holds because she got fired. So, right. You know, her coming out and saying all this and then the media spinning all this, none of this is a, a huge surprise to me, but it doesn't mean I'm not pissed off about it. Right. Jake, what do you think, man? Well, they've been saying Trump's a racist since day one and have zero examples. You know, the only one they can bring up is that piece of property he owned that the landlord didn't want to rent to black people or whatever. Oh, and God. so they have finally proof that Trump is a racist. What about all the times that Trump has proved that he's not a racist? What, what's crazy to me? What about when Tiger Woods won? I'm pretty sure yeah. Donald Trump called Tiger Woods straight up and said, hey, you're coming straight to the White House, buddy. Yeah. What about all the times that every national championship winner, every Super Bowl winner, every World Series winner, every everything has been invited to the White House mm -hmm. and then they don't go? What about those people? I'm pretty I don't know if you guys know this, but most professional sports teams have a lot of black people That's on right. their teams. Yep. So Trump must be this huge racist Right, I mean, it's hard to if, if somebody like Trump getting attacked all day for being a racist, you know, it, and you got this kid who actually agrees with you know your policies, what you're doing in the country, and and you reach out to the kid because of all the things he's been going through, and yeah, of course, this is just this is just a, another uh, example of how Colin Kaepernick single handedly almost destroyed sports with his cowardice selfish display mm -hmm. uh and what i mean by that is even so many years later colin kaepernick is a whatever he hadn't played in years okay he got rich off of taking advantage of uh in the national media of injustices that are going on he didn't ever really care about it he got rich off of it but that's a whole nother discussion even today these young men because they're like 21 22 year old young men at this point they can't even say what they believe politically mm -hmm. without fear of not getting drafted or being basically kicked out of the city in which you go to right. because it's so miserable for you to live there. This is the sports world that Colin Kaepernick single-handedly created for everybody. Ross, what do you think? Yeah, you know, uh, unfortunately, I think this is going to continue. Um, oh, no. Tom Brady even came under heat last year because uh, an old picture of him doing an interview with a Trump hat uh, was in there. Yeah, and, and, and in sports in particular, it's become such a hot-button topic. I, I, look, I think this only continues. I, I, to go back to your Tiger Woods statement, you know Trump and Tiger played golf about two months ago before he won the Masters. Yeah. Yeah. I, and like they're they're they've been good friends for years and all that other stuff. Again, if Trump is so racist, he would not be playing golf with Tiger Woods. Right. You know, which is what one of four black golfers playing right now. Um, if you are a true racist, you don't hang out with the race that you hate, whether they're famous, whether they have money or not. If you are a true racist, you don't hang out with it. I, I, I hate pedophiles. I'll say it right now. I don't I don't pick select famous pedophiles that I hang out with just because they're famous or they got money. Right. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, wife beaters. Mm -hmm. I hate wife beaters. Uh, I don't pick select wife beaters that, uh, you know, just have a lot of money or a lot of influence and I hang out with them. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you are truly a racist, you hate an entire group of people based off of their skin color. That's what a racist actually is not somebody that yeah. disagrees with a person who happens to be black or happens to be white or whatever it is that's not what racism is people yeah. people have have as weird as it is to say they've they've perverted the term of what racism actually means right and they need trump to be racist i mean it's been a part of the narrative from day one so any any piece of uh uh, any tweet, any news story, they'll jump on it, man. Yeah, no, no, it's crazy. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is good. We haven't talked about guns in a while. Let's talk about this. Ross, you're going to get first 
kick at this. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to read the tweet thread and then let you go. And then we'll go Jake and then we'll go me. Oh, hashtag Dear America. Is David Hogg an idiot? Let me know what you think. (laughs) Hashtag Dear America. All right, so here we go. All right, so this was was a little bit after the NRA in Indianapolis. Vice President Mike Pence tweets this. Under this president and this administration, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That sounds a little familiar. Sounds sounds like, uh, you know, sounds like the Second Amendment. Either way, uh, David Hogg, you guys know David Hogg, the oh, Parkland yeah. shooter guy or whatever. He comments underneath, and this is not an altered thing. This is a real deal. Uh, all right. David Hogg, remind me, how many AR-15s did Jesus own? <laughs> Ross, your immediate thoughts to this uh, brain buster of a tweet here. Oh, why do we keep giving this kid a platform? <laughs> I, it's, no kidding. It's He's crazy to me. I, th- I thought it would go away. You know, like I, I thought it was it was like Yodel Boy or something. And then it was just like, <laughs> ah, that was a fun thing. We'll just kind of forget about it. You know, um, he just keeps popping up over and over and over again. Look, I, I think he's attending. Is it Harvard right now? Uh, Harvard, so. Either Harvard yeah. or Stanford, one of the Ivy League schools. Um, you know, instead of Aunt Becky, you should be checking his parents on how he got into there because there's <laughs> yeah. no way he was smart enough to get into that school. No, no, he's an idiot. Um, you, you know, I think with, with somebody like that, you're essentially setting your life um, up as a career for a, a, a political activist. I, I don't know what that kid is going to do in real life, but this is the only way to stay relevant is, is to, to tweet and, you know, do all of these things to remind yourself of that. Oh yeah. It's the kid from the parkland thing that, yeah, that wasn't at the school or whatever parkland. it was. Um, like it, the more and more we keep talking to him and going back for him for comments on things, the more and more this kid is going to live on. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I, me personally, I would just as, assume that he would get his degree in political science, move on, run for whatever, you know, small district in California. You think you can win. And uh, and continue the tradition of of just being a, an idiot for a long, long time. But, you know, unfortunately, yeah. it probably won't turn out like that. If the Bible hadn't said that the Antichrist would be loved by everybody first, yeah. <laughs> I would think that David Hogg had a good <laughs> shot there. All right, uh, Jake, what do you think? Maybe we should just call Jesus on his cell phone yeah, exactly. to see, uh, you know, how he feels about guns. Did at they this even point. have gunpowder back then? No, no, they didn't have, <laughs> no, man, the, dude, how, st- oh God, I don't even know how to talk. Yeah. First, all right, guns protect human rights at the mm-hmm. end of the day. That's what it is. But then the thing that irritates me the most, and this is coming from my Christian perspective, is these people that try to use Jesus or God to 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 push their own stupid agenda. Show me a place in the Bible, David Hogg, where Jesus said he didn't like guns. I'll wait. Yeah. It ain't in there. I'm pretty sure. I don't know for sure. Maybe it's a book that got left out one day. Maybe the Lord will deal with me <laughs> when I meet him at the pearly gates. But I'm pretty sure Jesus never said, I hate guns. Yeah. That, it's just... It, it's stuff like that, man. We are we are allowing these idiots to have platforms, and the worst part is people that there are people that love this kid, man. Yeah, that's the thing. I think the the left liberals in particular have given him a platform and help him write out his stuff. You know, they're trying to target young kids getting to that age of eighteen, and he's who a lot of kids you know look up to very sadly. Um, so I think he's bought and paid for, and is a tool by the liberal media. I agree. I I think he's bought and paid for as well. And uh, I think there's a lot more people out there that we don't know about that are bought and paid for as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's... Oh, completely. He's a pawn, man. Pawn, 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 pawn. All right, let's get into a final big debate for this episode here. And uh, let's see what... uh, And I say this saying, Ross, me and you have never had this conversation, so I don't know where it's going to go, so we'll see. Um, (laughs) That's always a danger zone with me. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) Uh, We've had some funny things. We've had some ridiculous things. But at the end of the day, I truly believe that uh, the 20... 2020 election, uh, the big three, as I like to call it, that are going to be the big three that we fight against is this push for socialism, uh-huh. uh, the the push against guns, and abortion is number three. Okay, I think those are the big three. And the reason I bring this up is because uh, 
the Wisconsin Trump rally is, is under scrutiny right now because the president, in a clip, he goes on and he talks about um, what some states are um, wanting to do as far as abortion. And in the clip, we're not going to play it here. Uh, play it here. I'm going to summarize a little bit. He basically goes through the whole thing that the baby would be delivered. They'd make the baby comfortable, and then the mother and the physician would decide what to do with the baby, right? Mm -hmm. So naturally, the left have come out and said Trump is blatantly lying about abortion or what physicians are doing or what some states want to do to push fear-mongering to the right. Um, But— I, of course, did some research and I found because he was he was quoting uh, Ralph Northam, mm-hmm. you know, the famous, you know, KKK uh, yearbook photo guy. And I found the video clip that he was talking about. It's a radio interview. And Northam actually says, and I quote, the baby would be delivered. They would make the baby comfortable. And then the mom and the physician would make a decision after that. Mm-hmm. So Trump actually didn't do anything but quote verbatim mm-hmm. what was actually being said so my question to you ross is this i guess it's a two-part question one um do you agree with president trump that this is a wrong thing and then two i mean what what do you agree that abortion is going to be one of the biggest uh arguments for the presidential candidacy in 2020 you know uh one I, look i don't agree with with anything that guy said um she, she, delivering a baby at full term and then deciding what to do with it and kill it afterwards is is pure insanity to me it's evil it's pure evil yeah yeah, uh, yeah and like I, I don't uh, i don't know what world or I, what what america i live in that that's even a a possibility right right um and and you're right he actually i i saw the radio interview you were talking about and he actually did say that word for word but he said it in a really creepy slow southern accent of like yeah. what we're almost do. casual I, almost <laughs> casual about it yeah and he goes oh it's it's in like a very kind of like a like a kfc ish you know like the colonel yeah. of like oh we're gonna get that baby real comfortable with the mom <laughs> they're gonna be sitting together they're gonna make a together. decision and then if that decision is to terminate the baby then that's the decision and you're just like what? go ahead and watch that clip uh, if yeah. you want to be creeped out, you don't have to rent a horror movie, uh, you know, online or on demand. Watch that clip mm-hmm. of just him yeah. talking about it. Um, Implant horns on his head while he's talking to. Jeez. Um, I, like, I, again, it's hard to imagine that there's people alive in the world who, who believe in things like this. But uh, here, here we are. This is our journey. Um, so, no, I, you know, obviously I, I don't agree with it. And I know the, the clip that Trump was referencing. And, yes, he was quoting verbatim. Uh, what that guy said. Um, as far as part two of this, whether or not abortion becomes a major theme of this upcoming election, I'm not sure yet. And and the reason is this. We're not really going to hear anything from the Republican Party probably until July of 2020. Mm-hmm. Right. But as of this air date, to my knowledge, there isn't anybody even running against Trump. Um, so there's one idiot that said that he wanted to, or put his name in, but everybody just kind of laughed at him as like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and I don't think it's going to happen. So, you know, in the meantime, you're, you have right now, I think 20 or 21 democratic candidates and they're going to have to tear each other's hearts out over this. I think abortion is one that they will steer away from simply because, you know, it's going to really? be okay. dominated by the news cycle of, of all Democrats here for the next year until the. You know, until the election, essentially, until the debates. Uh, Now, then I think it'll depend on who their candidate is off of the left of whether or not they're going to try to really push this abortion issue. Um, So far, there has been no proof uh, or any rulings with the Supreme Court that the the laws and, and stands on abortion are going to change. So, you know, if they want to try to drive home that narrative, I think it's going to happen much later. But my gut tells me, you know, for right now, uh, it sounds like a fun, flirty thing to add to to Trump and the Republican Party. But I think that's that's all going to die down once these 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 first debates start happening here um, in a couple months for the Democratic Party. Jake, your thoughts? Well, ninety nine out of 100 uh, Democrats or people on the left that I talk to do not support the up to birth thing. They'll say like, you know, three, four months. It always comes down to that line 
that we draw that says, oh, it's a human now, or it has a heartbeat now, or whatever. So I think most people are actually pretty moderate on it, even though the, the, the leaders of the party may take these stances. But I don't think it'll be too big of a, a topic in, in the uh, campaign, because in my opinion, I think Buttigieg or Buttigieg will be the contender <laughs> against Trump because he is moderate. His question that Bernie had about letting felons vote or whatever, yeah. he said, no, of course not. Inmates shouldn't be able to vote. Once they get out, you know, he's going to be the one that has the moderate voice. And I think it's just going to come down to Trump needs to uh, contain his name See, calling I think because this guy it knows what he's talking about. I think about. it's and, – and Ross and me had this discussion. He actually felt the same way that you do about Booty Jig or Booty Jig or whatever, mm-hmm. however you say his name. He's the scariest contender we I, have. I, I agree he's scary, but I think that you guys uh, – again, and I said this with Ross, I think you guys are giving the Democratic train a little too much credit – uh, of how uh, perverted they actually are and corrupt. I think Biden's got it. I do. I really? think. I think even if Bernie Sanders is like ahead in some way, I think that the DNC will choose Biden. We should do a hashtag thing. On hashtag this. Dear America. Let us know what you think. Who ends up being the Democratic nominee, uh, can- nominee for president? I think the DNC will screw Bernie over just like they did in sixteen, um, because for some reason Biden reminds them of this golden era of the Democrats where it was Obama, Biden, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I, one, I don't see any Democrat that can beat Trump. I especially don't think Biden or Bernie can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just, I do. I think that the DNC will again in 2020 inflict a mortal wound on themselves again and I think 2024 is when we really have something to it, worry it's about. It's funny how the Democrat, you know, the party that hates old white men is being led right now by two old white men. Super old yeah. white men. <laughs> Bernie's been old my Forever. whole life. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm serious, man. Look, at the end of the day, um, I think that, Jake, what you said, and Ross, what you said as well, that the vast majority of Americans are like, whoa, you know, hold up now. No, mm-hmm. we don't. But the scary thing to me is the fact that it is the Democratic leadership mm-hmm. that is pushing these things and that believe these things. So, you know, we sit here and we say the vast majority of Americans wouldn't ever, you know, do that, but they're the ones voting these people in right. at the end of the day. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's, that's going to cut it pretty close to the end for us. Uh, Ross, man, thanks so much for coming on for yeah, a, man. a little different version of a podcast than drinking bros, but I hope you had fun, man. I look, I always have a blast and I hit you up after I listened to your first episode and I was like, dude, I, I'm a fan of you and everything you do. You're you're one of our our fan favorites on Drinking Bros. Uh, dude, oh, we'd thanks, lo- we'd love man. to have you on weekly if we could, man. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm all I'm all for it. Uh, real quick, Ross, where can everybody find out what you're doing and Drinking Bros and all that stuff? Absolutely. So uh, you can find me at st james st james on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter and and Facebook and all that stuff. It's me. There's a blue check mark, so at least it's verified. Uh, you know who I am. Drinking Bros podcast is available on all platforms. Uh, and so is Ross Patterson Revolution. Uh, that show's become huge now as well. And that's available on all platforms. Uh, and that one, we got a female kick to it. Drinking Bros is all dudes. Um, Ross Patterson Revolution. I got a, I got a female sidekick on there. There we there go. go, man. You got to put feisty. the females on there. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, where can they find you? Find me at producer underscore Jake on Instagram. And of course, you can find me, Graham Allen, across all platforms. Platforms. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dear America podcast. We hope you had a good time and we'll see you again next time. See ya. See ya.